Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show. Thank you very much for joining me. I think it's the third episode we've done this week as I try and make sure I get all the lovely people that support me on Patreon on the podcast. And of course, that is a cheap plug. You can do that as well. You head over to patreon.com forward to Simon316. There's a bunch of rewards that allow this podcast to exist to begin with. Like I say, I always like to give something back. And one of the rewards is you can come on the podcast. So check that out. Also on Twitter, Instagram, Simon316, youtube.com forward slash the Miller report rules and you can buy some of my wrestling merchandise at simonmiller.bigcartel.com got some brand new 8x10s actually look like wrestling 8x10s and not me mucking around at a kid's birthday party which is what they look like before but hey we're growing that's what the wrestling journey is all about every step hopefully we get a little bit closer to the dream and it is the well technically the second third episode of the week and we always make sure we do get a patreon as i just said and today i'm very happy to say coming back my good friend lanai lanai how are you doing today i'm doing well <laughs> thank good, you good, good how have you been since we last and a lot has gone down in the world of wrestling since we last chatted. A lot has gone down. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy uh, keeping up, but it's also been great because uh, there's been a lot of new people and stuff on the scene. So it's been exciting to, uh, you know, learn about new folks and all the stuff that uh, all the different promotions are doing. It's just really great. It's a, it's a good time to be a fan. There's a, a lot out there. No matter uh, what you prefer, there's something for you. So it's been great. I totally agree, and I think right now we're in a, in a, in a actually, you know, without wanting to, uh, you know, break the walls down too much at What Culture HQ, we were, you know, we were discussing the plans for the for the end of the year, you know, earlier this week because obviously October, October time is when everything is going to get very fun, or so it seems. We are going to have obviously SmackDown moving to Fox on the fourth, and you know, th- there's nothing confirmed, but on the second, it certainly does seem like that's when AEW's Wednesday night show is going to start. Two hours. We don't know any of this. this it's all rumors and, and speculation. And I'm really excited about it. Like the more I thought, I was having a conversation with this uh, with someone the other day. I am starting to think that it's going, I mean, what a week is that, you know, that's going to be. On Monday, you're going to get raw. We're used to that. Mondays and wrestling go hand in hand. But then we're going to have a, a, a kind of an interesting shift where, you know, SmackDown will vanish within that 24-hour period. And we'll have to wait till the end of the week to get our SmackDown fix. But then taking its place in the middle is going to be AEW, which right now hasn't really put a step wrong. You know, there's nothing major there to say that it won't be a big deal. And I, yeah, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I'm ready for this. I think this is I think this is really exciting. It's really exciting. I, I think what will happen, especially because, um, you know, SmackDown's going to be on Fox and that's a, over here in the States. That's a, a major, you know, TV network. I, I think we're going to see wrestling become more mainstream. Like, you know, maybe more mainstream in the way it was in the past where, you know, you see, you know, everyday people know what's going on with stuff where they've at least heard of some of the wrestlers and stuff. And so that's that's really, you know, great um and having AEW and and stuff as as well like um on turner that's you know that's also huge so it's just gonna expose the the quote with the business to more people and that'll be great because that means more people will come in and will you know do that sometimes that can be a little crazy too <laughs> but um but i i think it's great it, it's kind of nice to be able to plan it's also nice to have a little break too right so you have like maybe tuesday night you can go off and do something else with your family 
or loved ones or whatever or friends. And then, you know, you, Wednesday, because, you know, it was kind of like Monday, Tuesday, you had pay-per-views on Sunday. Was, everything's kind of scrunched together. And then, you know, that's what people say. They don't have enough time to watch everything. And so now having stuff spaced out a little bit, it should be pretty good to allow us to enjoy some more wrestling, actually. Do you think you'll watch all three? Like, obviously, it's going to depend on quality, but, you know, with that extra two hours shoved in the middle, which, you know, technically could be on the same night as um, NXT show. Yeah, uh, that, that, when I heard about that, I was like, oh, no, because, you know, in the, there's something, I don't know if that's like an American thing, or, or I don't know if this is like a, a WWE thing. I don't know if they're just, you know, there's this idea here, like, if there are two shows with a similar audience, they like to put them on at the same time to see, like, you know, who can get a better audience and i always just feel like program stuff so it's on different nights so people can enjoy all of that you know everything and so that it's not like going up against something and we've had that in the past with sitcoms and stuff like that and then you know what happens sometimes is that good shows get canceled because of that so and that won't happen in this case but people get um burned out basically and so i was you know kind of sad to hear that 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 might go up against each other but um it's just, I don't know. It's it's all good though. I will try to watch all three in the beginning just to see if I can keep up. But like, I think everybody has their line where it's like, I'll I'll watch this, this, and this, and this is great. But I can't watch this, or maybe I'll dip my toe in this from time to time. Like, I don't watch NXT and I don't watch NXT UK um, because it's just it's too much. But I know it's always there on the network. That's where the network's really great because I can always just say, yeah. I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch you know, these things at a different time. So even with the NXT stuff, if you want to watch AEW, it's cool. So the next day or whatever, you know, you can you can go back and, and watch stuff. I think also, if you are the type of person who's like, you're not going to be on the internet where you might be spoiled about stuff, it might be a little bit easier because <laughs> then you can just kind of go and watch those things. And it's not like, I have to see this now or I'm going to be spoiled about what happens. So um, I think I think it depends how you feel about spoilers. Like, I understand that people hate them but because in my world, I don't really care about spoilers. And that's a strange thing to say, but I'm just like, okay, it would have been better if I hadn't heard. But now I have. If it sounds good, I'll still enjoy it. But that's the main thing, isn't it? Like how much, how, how happy are you to to have something spoiled for you? But they do do it over here as well. Like we had the X Factor, and we have uh, Strictly Come Dancing. You know, basically two reality TV shows, and they were always moving their programs to go head to head on different channels. Like, what are you doing? You're going to get a bigger audience if you stay away from each other. But you know, that's just entertainment law for you, I guess. It's you yeah. know, it's not it's, it's not build the other one up. It's tear them down, exactly. tear them down, and kill them. <laughs> exactly, and it's just like it's not you know. There's enough. Uh, there's enough people for all of the slices of pie, but it's just like it's just. I, I don't know. It, it's just a frustrating thing. So, but I, I'm also glad that you know no one at Turner's like, let's put this up against Monday Night Raw or like whatever. Like, cause you never know what people are you know thinking sorts of crazy you know things like that. But um, it, it's also just interesting as well. No matter how much stuff is on, it's it's just an interesting time because it's like, oh, it's a war. It's this. It's that. But it, it's just, I don't know, it's it's opportunity is the way I look at it. And like That's I said, exactly. everyone has their line of how much uh, saturation you can, you know, get to. No, I do. I, I agree. And I, I, am, I am looking forward to it. And like I say, the war, 
if we want to call it a war, is already on because some news some news that broke about half an hour ago, the Wrestling Observer newsletter is out if you're into those kind of things. But they are reporting with a lot of, and this shouldn't come as a big surprise given recent events on Raw, but they are uh, uh, reporting with a lot of confidence that Gallows and Anderson, the club who obviously just reformed with AJ Styles, have, uh, have agreed to and signed or about to sign new five-year uh, yeah, five-year contracts. was interesting because I remember earlier in the year, they certainly turned those down. So you have to start wondering, you know, what happened there? What's the change? What's the shift? I mean, I imagine they offered them a lot of money, but a five-year deal for those two guys, given how they've been used over the last three, I think is a bit of a risk. And I would never talk down or insult anybody for signing any kind of a deal. You know, I made that video on what culture about that, which people misunderstood as ever. But yeah, I, I mean, it's good right now, and the club is great. But you know, that's not going to run for more than twelve months at a maximum. And I guess my worry is, if you, you know, one of the definitely the areas I think WWE needs to focus on is their tag team division. The belts get thrown around the place. The women's tag team belts don't even exist right now. Gallows and Anderson must know their real worth and their real stock is going to be how WWE treats it. So my, my point just being is that I found it surprising. But yeah, Gallows and Anderson signed five-year deals with WWE. It's a, a risk. Like, you know, the other thing too is I kind of feel like it's like uh, everything is fine until you sign and then once they own you, it's like okay we you know they can do anything or, and they have a history of being petty sadly um and five years is a long time in a number of you know from week to week to week of having to do crazy things um but you know something that i had never thought about some people um you know i was talking to a friend of mine and, and they were like uh you know there's some people who they want the security of you know of, of that uh the other thing too just as an idea to think about if AEW is saying we want to focus on tag team wrestling and, you know, they have the Young Bucks and they have all these other, you know, groups and fantastic, you know, uh, tag team matches that they've had on the pay-per-views and stuff before, just as we're talking about the competition of putting a TV show up against an, another one at the same time, maybe WWE is like, okay, you know what? You want to say you're the best at tag team wrestling? Well, we actually are going to actually put some effort into our tag team area and we're going to take you on with that. And, you know, signing Gallows and Anderson again, um, maybe that's something that they've, I don't know, that's a speculation. This is, you know, my part, but like, maybe that's something they said to them. We're going to really try and build up this tag team division. We want you to be a, a real true part of that. And, you know, we're going to, you know, uh, you know, see what happens. But I mean, for Gallows and Anderson is a huge, you could be very miserable for five years. And I just, I'm not even just the five years. It's just week to week to week. <laughs> it is like, because it's just you, from one week to the next, you don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to bury you or, you know, anything. But I also think that WWE needed to do that because especially in light of kind of like the Ambrose, like uh, the, the comments and stuff like that, you, if if the, you know that like the morale and stuff has been really bad in the back and you start to be able to turn around some of these folks who were like, no, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And you're doing petty stuff like adding time onto people's contracts and stuff like that. You need to have some examples of, okay, these people decided not to sign, but now we're going to do all this stuff. And now, now they're signing, but then they also have to back that up by treating them with respect and like actually giving them stuff and you know things to do but the numbers to me are never there in that they have such a deep roster you can't make everyone happy That's such a good point 
and giving pushes to everyone who's like, okay, if you sign with us, we're going to give you a push. Well, how long are you going to give them a push? Like you say, if this if this storyline lasts for a year, you got four more years of what are you going to do? So that's a it's a weird, interesting problem that I think they have. And maybe you know now that they have all this new leadership on the different shows and stuff, if they're going in a direction where they want to elevate the tag team wrestling, then you know that actually you know from the opposite side provides a lot of opportunities but they actually have to act on it and do it and so far they haven't shown that and i but i think they have to especially as there might be people backstage who are unhappy they have to show that they're more than just pedally kind of doing stuff to folks they have to show that they are gonna you know take Follow care of through people in it. that way yeah yeah, that's my worry. I mean, this is me playing devil's advocate more than anything, but my worry would be if I was in a tag team, okay, they're saying all this nice stuff, but where's the evidence? You know, where like, you've said this so many times and so many times you've let me down. And again, like you said, five years is such a long time to take a risk. I mean, do they have a get-out clause if they don't feel their creative is being used correctly? And if, you know, that is the case, who decides that? Like, it's like when you say who polices the police. I mean, who decides if they're creative is good or not so look i'm happy for anyone that signs a new deal uh i think it's completely up to them i don't understand these oh how dare you do that you do it for yourself you do it for your family you know what you want and if you know gallons and anderson have been given good assurances then and look that's what we all want this i love gallons and anderson i love the club if this means we can finally get some good tag team wrestling i mean that this ties into the whole thing i was talking a minute ago about the war that's another reason why the war is talking is working i'm not just talking about ratings or financials i'm talking about Again, one of the reasons we're seeing more swearing on Raw and SmackDown right now is because WWE thinks that kids and teenagers, or teenage, I should say, like that, and they're terrified they're going to lose their teenage demographic to AEW when it starts. So if they think that tag team wrestling is also going to play a factor in that, they're going to start pushing tag team wrestling so they don't lose that to AEW when AEW starts. That's the war. And that seems to be what a lot of people are forgetting about. They're so used to the WCW versus WWE stuff. It's different. 2019 has changed the world. And, you know, talking about contracts as well, more, I'm just going to, you know, give you the headlines that I read earlier about the, the, from the Wrestling Observer newsletter is the whole, obviously, and I want your op- opinions on this anyway. No, but uh, yeah, the Maria Canella situation, uh, that kind of, you know, got let off a, off a lease this week because everyone said, oh, she was pregnant and then she signed her deal. As ever, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't true. That was that was made a, a big rumor mill of because, yeah, she found out after she had signed. Yeah, after she had si- after she had signed her deal. That's just one of those things. Oh, wait, and so she really did- is pregnant. Yeah, she is. She is really pregnant. And and as always, the internet went this. Oh, that little, you know, feisty so-and-so. She didn't tell WWE. No, she signed a pregnant, uh, signed a pregnant, signed a deal, and then realized she was pregnant. That happens in life. And I guess because we live in the crazy world of WWE, they decided, hey, we can do an angle with this. You know, we're trying to put Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch as a couple. We can use that and and so on and so forth. So that, my point being is that they've also signed five-year deals. And for them, at least, it certainly seems like it, it's going to pay off but the reason i wanted to bring that up as well because i'm trying to get everybody's opinions about it what did you think about the maria canella's pregnancy stuff what do you think about seth and becky being this on-screen relationship i would say that i'm not entirely on board with rollins and lynch as an on-screen couple because just at the moment i think it hampers both of them as opposed to pushes them up but i will say the one of the big things i've thought about ever since raw went off air was the Mar- mariah uh, mariah maria and mike canella's thing i think i quite like it i think no. i quite like jerry springer ridiculousness i can't stop thinking about it i can't i, I think it's just so weird and it's so different and i think right now i'm so desperate for anything different that 
It's got me intrigued. Who's going to be the father of the baby? In the realms of the story, is she actually pregnant? You know, how does this tie into Mike Canellis? I have so many questions, and I quite like it. I quite like it. So I, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, me too, me no, too. No, no, I couldn't no. believe it. And I, and I couldn't I, believe and I, it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, they really are trying to do, like, 90s attitude era. Yeah. So <laughs> my reaction was, and this is going to be, like, a little bit weird to explain. I don't know if, if everyone has seen this, but. There was an, an episode of South Park in which the kids go to a wrestling show and then they want to be wrestlers. And then, uh, <laughs> I know this. And then the, they, they, they go to the school wrestling thing and realize that's not the type of wrestling. So they start their own wrestling company. And um, basically, it's just all the soapy, just like, you know, storylines like this. And Cartman is basically like, you know, I'm pregnant. And then, you know, I lost the baby. I did this. And that's exactly what I thought. I thought this is the episode. South Park. <laughs> and we have poor Maria say like this this whole thing. Now I think she did. I don't I was not watching when she was uh on originally, so I don't know anything about her. But I thought she delivered it great. And she like I was just like, oh, ooh, that's rough. And I felt bad for for Mike. Like, so I was like, so they work me in that way. I was just like, oh man, that that's that's like weird. I think it's where they take it and how they they do they deal with it, right? You know, are we gonna do a Mori Povich like <laughs> like DNA thing? Like how how are they gonna work with this? But you know, the other thing I thought about is like, well, they're on TV. Like they've been talking about, like you know, they they weren't on TV. They you know they weren't having opportunities to do stuff. So like you know, let's see you know where that goes. It's funny because like you know I would think it would be dangerous for you to be in that environment. I mean, obviously you can't wrestle, but like you know, it's kind of like you know, if they could still find a way for her to be involved, that actually might be interesting. Like that's something that you know probably hasn't really been done. But um, the Becky and Seth thing makes me cringy. It's I it's kind of the theory of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a theory that when people do reality shows as a couple they break up yeah um, that's true yeah. and so like even with like the abyss and marisa i was like no don't do a reality show i love you guys together like don't do it so there's that aspect of it i was just like oh this is not you know the other thing is i don't think they've been dating that long so i feel like it's like let them be and develop what they, you know what I mean, want to relationship-wise before shoving them into a thing. Now, apparently, according to one of those interviews with Seth, he says, like, you know, that, um, you know, they brought it to them and asked them if they were okay and they laid down some options and they came up with some stuff themselves. But whenever people say stuff like that, I'm always kind of like, but could you say no? Could you really say no to them and not have any backlash if you decided that you didn't want to do this? Um, the thing that's really weird is and also good they're both champions but their championships now will forever be defined as this weird coupley bit together and yeah nice they're not able to develop their own championship runs on their own and that's for the both of them right and um it's funny i was talking to a friend because she was just like i hate this is like now becky is defined that you know she's you know um you know seth's girlfriend which they've done very tactfully to always kind of say like oh he's you know the man's man or or uh becky lynch's boyfriend as opposed to you know turning it around and just kind of like she's some like weird arm candy or, or whatever and seth seems to be down with that and so that is good um 
but I just think it kind of damages both of their individual championship runs and they're not going to have the belts forever. So they, they're not going to have that time to, to kind of pull that, to create their own story around their own run. Right. And the, the feuds that they're getting, cause, cause that's the other thing too, that I find interesting since they've both won the feuds that they had, they have had, have not been, in, I don't know, in my opinion, dynamic enough to raise themselves or the belts up in a way, right? Like, I mean, Becky's is a little bit different because I think everyone was so excited for her to win and so excited for her. I was excited when she had the two belts. I, I was, I was, you know, um, and just even the one, like, I think that, you know, that's a different thing. But I just feel like, you know, when you, like... <laughs> A couple years from now, right, when you guys at What Culture are doing a, like, you know, best championship runs or whatever, I don't know that they'll make that list with the storylines that they've been given and with the feuds that they've been given. So now we're doing a bunch of mixed, you know, tag matches and stuff, which is fine. But I don't know. This is like, so Lacey and Baron Corbin, are there like the the Lex Luthor to their Superman. Like, I, I don't, it just doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't know. It, it's not that great. And I think that's more damage for Becky though, for her. But you know, the funny thing is I say that, but also knowing like she's a badass and people love it. And, um, I, I work at a, a college um, and I see a lot of uh, people with wrestling shirts on, like students and like we have a lot of construction going on. So we, some of the construction workers and stuff have them. And I, I see guys wearing Becky Lynch shirts like and I was just like, that's pretty cool. Like, you know what I mean? So like she she is popular. She is over. Maybe she can withstand that. But I don't want that to um to affect their their legacy later on down the road. But I did just see that uh, apparently Andrade and Selena Vega, uh, Selena are going to fight them. And I was like, I I want to see that. <laughs> I think I, well, that I could th- be really, really good. So the, so yeah. It's not the mixed tag match thing. It's just the, like, this is the storyline. Like, it just even, I, I first of all, I have to say, I absolutely love your uh the pe- this is not how people talk <laughs> on the recap because that's exactly what i was saying and and so even like lacy's like you know like oh you know uh seth rollins you know kryptonite is back lynch like it's like this is stupid it's like <laughs> like no like this is just it's just dumb i don't know it is I just dumb. find that storyline with them dumb and and like the, the whole baron corbin and and, and lacy evans just separately or together is just insane but but andrade and and zelina vega versus becky and seth i'm i'm here for that i want to see that that sounds fun. But, but, but that sums it up right <laughs> that sums up the problem with having baron and lacy in that spot is and i don't mind either of them like i really really don't i know some people are super down on them but my point is is that the reason zelina vega and andrade would work is because they have a history together and you've allowed them to build them up and you accept them as a couple and this and that and that's the issue is the fact that this whole the first thing that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are doing together is based on feuds that they've already won in their own individual worlds so why on earth they now want to take them on again as a couple is is absolutely irrelevant with Andrade and Zelina again we know that as a force when they come together you know they're better together than they are than they are they are separately and and I'm hoping this is just something to get us through extreme rules obviously you know when that was first announced we didn't know about the Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff stuff. So I'm now hoping that plans are going to change. Extreme rules will act as a, a getting off point for lack of a better term. And we can just put Becky Lynch back to do her thing. And we can put Seth Rollins back to do his thing. I mean, you know, the thing I always go back to, and I, I don't like to compare everything to Stone Cold Steve Austin, 
And I know Steve Austin had everything with Deborah, but that wasn't a heel character, I want to point out. But, you know, when Steve Austin was pitched his idea of having a love story with uh, with Sable, Steve Austin was like, no, because I just want to focus on me kicking ass. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just want I just want to be a kick-ass machine. That's the only side of me I want to show. And I think there is something, and it's happening too, that I do like relationship storylines. Again, you know, the but I think that the story has to be on the relationship itself as opposed to just coming together because you're together. You know, coming together because you're together. But, you know, the, the imploding of the superpowers, uh, the mega powers, sorry, with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and Elizabeth, I, I don't think that would fly nowadays because in many ways Elizabeth was she took a back seat and she was almost used to progress that storyline however I guess that did work because she was the manager right she wasn't a wrestler so you could make her look vulnerable and it was okay she was just the manager but that's what you need to do one of them needs to seem vulnerable so you can buy into it and worry about the other person but you don't want to do that to Becky Lynch because that destroys her whole character she doesn't, she doesn't need to be looked after and you don't want to do that to Seth Rollins because unfortunately we still live in a world where people look what's, what's the first thing that WWE did when they made this couple Baron Corbin told Seth Rollins to go make Becky Lynch a sandwich because apparently if you do that you're not a man it was like Baron Corbin I know like you are you are allowed to make a woman a sandwich Baron Corbin it's okay it's okay we've moved on we're in a brand new place so that's what that's what that's the point you can't do it that way because WWE would just go down that route and I'm like now I definitely don't want to watch it I hate that stuff it's pointless it's it's so you know antiquated it doesn't work so that's the issue I just don't see you know, I can't think of any kind of scenario where they could do this that actually results in better television as opposed to just letting them have decent title reigns by themselves. Yeah, no, and 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 the the thing like with with Baron and and Lacey is just just like so it, it, like Andrade and, and Zelina don't have any belts or or anything like that, but I believe them as heels more than I believe in Lacey and Corbin. Like to me, they have more like because they're treacherous. I just kind of feel like I believe them more as a, a viable opponent for them than Lacey and and Corbin, who just kind of throw around a bunch of platitudes and don't really back that up by a lot of stuff. So, um, but if Becky wins, I think because Baron told Seth to you know make her a sandwich, I think uh, because he has his whole Applebee's manager thing going on, maybe she should make uh, Baron bring her an order of mozzarella sticks or something. I don't know, like if they win. But um, the other thing too is just like. I'm tired of this already. Like you said, they've already won those feuds. Um, I just It just so happens that uh, Ra is going to be in New Jersey and Newark, um, which is not far from me. Um, and, uh, I, you know, you get the email if you're in the area like, oh, there's tickets available, which is it's not a slam on the, the you know, like attendance. It's just that, like, they always do that. Um, and so I was thinking about going and then I looked, they actually tell you the card for Monday. And I was like, oh, great. It's like four way match between Seth and Baron and Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. And then it was uh, Becky versus Lacey for the, the, the championship. And I was just like, <laughs> like this is I, it's too many times too too many times and there there are too many good people in the back uh to keep having this so ho- i'm hoping that extreme rules just kind of ends that you know and then they can both maybe individually move on to uh other stuff the other thing that bothers me about the relationship thing is um i forget the name of it but there's like a I forget it was like the the bloodstone test or whatever like nothing that the women do um in storylines in WWE is like for their own kind of like, um, 
like promotion or advancement, right? There's always a man involved or a friendship with another woman involved or something like that. There's never like, I'm the best wrestler here. And so challenge me, like if you're a champion or whatever, it's like, oh, I was friends with so-and-so and now I'm not friends with them or you were, you know, this or that. And I feel like the Becky and Seth thing kind of, again, taints Becky's kind of like allure and, 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 and that as well. It's like, so now her story is that she's, her and her boyfriend are fighting people, even if they try to <laughs> elevate her higher, that she's coming in to save Seth and she's coming in like, you know, in any other era, like, and it's a horrible thing to say, but it's like, Seth would be laughed out the building. Oh, your girlfriend had to come and save you? Like, you're supposed to be the guy, the best the best person in the in the world, the best wrestler in the world. But, you know, and I understand, like, there's the whole chivalry thing of, like, he wasn't going to punch her. But I literally, this sounds horrible, I was like, hit her with the chair. Hit her with the chair. <laughs> Just so that, that we can move away from this and we don't have to have this. And I know that that's wrong in itself. And I know they would never do that because I'm sure uh, Snickers or whoever is the sponsor wouldn't be down with that. But I, I was just like, I, I can't take this. So I, I'm just trying to get through Extreme Rules, see where they go, uh, either together or or, or not. Because I assume that even past this feud, this relationship story is going to evolve in some other way. And we'll see, you know, how it goes. I just don't want them to, quote unquote, break up on screen. And then they have to slink around backstage or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like in real life, like they're not together, but they're really together. <laughs> what if they break up in real life as well? What oh, kind yeah, of they, yeah? What you know? What kind of problems that gonna go? One goes that the brand split comes back. One goes to Raw. One goes to SmackDown straight yeah, away. Exactly. Like, really, yeah. <laughs> also, you mentioned Braun Strowman too. I better not hear or see Braun Strowman on any WWE programming for at least a month after what happened on Raw. Like, I think this is a real seminal moment where we can actually start telling people again. If bad stuff happens on our TV shows, if somebody gets properly hurt, we are going to take them off for a while. Like if, if you're telling me that Braun Strowman got blown up and ruptured his spleen and he comes back the following week, I'm going to be pissed off as a wrestling fan. I'd be like, well, what do you want me to believe in? I know. For, but, but no, it, it's true. And the, the other thing too is that they never play that stuff into the actual wrestler storyline. So like, you know, you could say like, you know, he comes back from that. Um, you know, he, you take the time, right? He comes back. And then, like, you know, it's kind of like, can you still, like, you know, work at the same level and stuff that you've done before? Or, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's, but I agree. Like, if you're going to be, if you're going to say they have, like, all these kinds of things, you know, or, you know, maybe they're sending them to the wrong medical facilities. If they're, or maybe the right ones, because they're able to miraculously recover in the next week or so from, like, you know, all of this damage. But um, you've you got like to stop that it. As well, just to be more realistic with stuff. Yeah. And also to kind of have, like, ooh, are they, are they, are they going to be, you know, back? Are they like, like what's going on with that? You know, you want to also know, like once they both get back, what are they going to do? Like, why are they in a four man tag match? Like if you sent me to the hospital, I don't want to be in a four man, like fatal four way. I want to fight you again. Like it doesn't make any sense, you know? I hope he says that. I don't want to be in a fatal four way. I want to fight you. No. 
Uh, I, I mean, that kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about as well. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's outside the realms of PG. Like, I think you can do far more within the realms of PG than people think. However, we are definitely moving outside of those realms because we had Kofi Kingston flip off Samoa Joe on SmackDown. We had Corey Graves say, holy shit, on Raw. Now, look, I'm the first to put my hands up and go, yes, it's a bit juvenile. Of course it is. Swearing swearing within itself is juvenile. Like, sometimes I'll be chatting to a friend and I, you know, I will say something like, and it fucking annoyed me. And I have a moment where I'm like, there was no need for that F word whatsoever. Like, it was utterly redundant and utterly meaningless. You think I do sound a little bit a little bit silly by saying that. But you know, I think, I mean, look, the, the rumor is that, yes, this is a step away from being as PG as they've been to, once again, as we talked about, try and make sure the teenagers are there. But I don't mind it. I really don't. There seems to have been a little bit of a backlash now going, oh, it was pathetic. But I think it's how they use it going forward. If we start swearing on every single TV show, I'm going to be bored. Like the wild card rule. I'll be bored of that in two weeks. I'm like, this is ridiculous now. It's transparent. It's not original. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you've watered down. The whole reason we reacted like to it this week is because we're not used to it. But I don't mind. The, way, the thing I like about expanding PG a little bit is that you can actually have human beings react like they would have in the real world, right? Sometimes you do swear and sometimes you do do you know, violent things like Braun Strowman did to Bobby Lashley. And, you know, giving a little bit of leeway there, I think, is of assistance to everybody. But I am now worried that, you know, WWE's heavy handedness will mean, you know, we're going to have Becky Lynch on Raw, I don't know, saying, <laughs> well, I mean, even the Maria Canellis, you know, is saying I, I should be given a title for pushing a baby out of my, my uterus. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't, Again, you something that real people don't, don't say. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not pushing a title. If you could, you could put something else in that, but people don't, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it was more. You don't really hear verbiage like that on WWE TV, like. No, and it made it made me go. Okay, I get. Yeah, I get what you're doing. You're trying. You're trying to shock us. So I don't know how I feel about it. On one hand, I kind of want to see what they're going to do with it, and on the other, I worry that again, the people that are in charge of it will run it into the ground. I mean, again, it's in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Dave Meltzer's been tweeting about it. He said there has absolutely been a discussion backstage to loosen that a lot. But I guess, I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think you have to be more creative in a PG environment. I mean, you know, we've been PG for ages and we have had good stories. I just, I don't want it to become too smut TV again. I really don't. I can't handle smut TV. As much as I love the Attitude Era, it was of its time. And if we start doing some of that stuff now, it's going to be unwatchable. I know people don't like hearing that, but a lot of stuff in the Attitude Era is bad news. It just oh, is. It doesn't know, work. Yeah. So, I, when I, so I just, you know, really kind of got into um, really watching wrestling in the last, like, you know, two years years or so and i have to i started like going through and watching all the wrestlemanias and watching all the pay-per-views and stuff and the attitude era was just hard for me to, to get through like it thank god for jr jr was like the one like source of like okay like here's someone who's, who's acting normally while their whole like misogyny and and uh jerry the king lawler uh, you know is, is like a, a cartoon dog whose eyes are gonna pop out of his like face like you know uh watching all the women and it's it's just it's it's rough but the thing that that concerns me about what wwe is doing right now is that this idea of like, okay, that was our most popular time. So let's return to those things because we know that that worked. It's like, instead of looking to the past, creatively come up with something that creates the next new black era. 
like whatever that is. And I feel like they're missing that opportunity to do that by just going back to the tried and true, we did this. Now, this is a, a, a billion dollar business. There are shareholders and I'm sure they have experts and stuff and people who are looking at, you know, things to do and strategies. And then, you know, you have Vince's input and stuff like that. But it is, you know, like, I am concerned about that as well. I did not like the Kofi Kingston giving the finger thing because I just felt that that wasn't necessarily as true to his character as much. And I'm always a little bit concerned about the cursing because there was a while, because, you know, like, you can say, like, I don't, don't want to curse on your show, but, you know, you can use the B word, basically. And they would just use it, like, the women would just use it all the time in a way that it just became laughable to me, right? And it, especially during that Naya and, like, um, and uh, Alexa or, or like Charlotte and them like it was it just became like you know Charlotte and Becky at, at the beginning of that thing that, that you know, word was used like you know like a lot so it's just this idea of like okay we'll do that but they don't actually create anything new they're just going back to this old thing so it is cool from a nostalgia uh, idea that, uh, you know, you do these things again, but if you look at the demographics and who they're saying are watching, if it's the people over 50 and stuff like that, then those people are watching because they will enjoy that, right? And that's not to say that younger viewers or they're trying to get a teen audience won't enjoy that, but, like, that was edgy for the 90s. Edgy now, I don't even know what it is. Like, they, you know, people do all sorts of crazy stuff now. So, like, I just feel like they need to be creative. I don't want them to rest on the laurels of, we did this in the, the this is the Attitude Era stuff was popular. And so the cursing and stuff to me is just kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like a cop-out a little bit in a way. Um, and I was just like, they have too many creative people to not do something different and do something new. Um, but, you know, they also know that that works, right? The 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 one the the um, Corey at the beginning, I was just like, it did seem stilted. But in that case, I was like, that's a time where you would use that word. Those two people yeah. went through a light board. Like that's like you you can easily see that kind of like slipping out of just like, oh man, like you know. So to me, that was okay. As we go forward and as we use stuff to, like you said, there has to be a, a real purpose or a real reason behind it. It's not just dropping those words out of there. But but I will say this: I don't know if you've seen the show The Good Place. Um, I have, yeah, yeah. So you know, like they so they can't use like they can't yeah, like, actually I, curse. So, I stole it. I stole it for up, for ups and downs. No oh, one yeah, realizes. Well, that's yeah, where they yeah. Came from. <laughs> yeah. I, it made me laugh so much that like, I'm going to make my own swear words. That's really funny. I just stole it. It's absolutely stolen from that. But the the one of the things that the creator in like a Comic Con panel or something said was that they have a lot of kids that watch that show and they think the made up curse words are so hilarious. Yeah. Because they love that, and they go and they they do this on the playground with their friends. So it's not necessarily the the. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a curse word. Like just the the funniness around that, and that was them creating something different. So I'm not saying the WWE has to create their own swear words because that would be like crazy. But I'm just saying like I I want them to create something new as opposed to just resting on the laurels of the Attitude Era. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like. You know, it kind of ties in. You know, we brought Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff back. We don't know how that's going to do, but it's still looking back. But let's not look back in every area. You know, let, let, let's look forward a little bit. Like, I don't I don't mind the odd little thing here and there. And again, it did work. It got people talking. And I think right now, when your back is against the wall, you do need to try these things. But yeah. I just don't I, don't, I don't need to go back to a, a, a complete non-PG era. 
I just don't. Like, I'm happy to stay there a little bit as long as you give me good stories and you're creative and all the stuff that we talk about all the time when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to WWE, so I'm gonna—it's going to be intriguing. But yeah, but look, apparently, you know, this is this is what we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna shift a shift across. Who know? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll tell you more on Raw once we've come and gone from Raw next week. If it's full of F words and S words and yeah, uh, you know, thongs and bikinis, then I'm going to be like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Right now, I'm happy to give them for the benefit of the doubt. I enjoyed Raw. I thought SmackDown still felt a little yeah, bit lost, but hey, it was yeah, it, it, yeah, it, but it, stale, it, so a little bit. Yeah, um, it was. But the, the funny thing is expectation, right? So I think like you know, there's idea like oh, we heard about Heyman and Bischoff, so people are like, oh. I'm gonna watch because you know people are thinking like this is gonna happen right away and then and then people you know you see the the raw and then you're like oh okay like i was actually like really intrigued i will be totally honest i had kind of stopped watching raw and smackdown for a couple of weeks because it just no, got you, you got to take be, a break I, well not only just take a break but it just got to a point where i was like i can't do this and i i really don't like Lacey and corbin and i got tired of seeing them all the time and so like you know i'll watch recaps or and then you know you gladly watch so that we don't have to sometimes so you can tell <laughs> us what's going on um and that's good so you can still you know keep up but i i watched this week because I, I knew i was coming on here and i wanted to see you know everything and I was like, I was glad I did watch Raw. And then, the, like, halfway through SmackDown, I was like, you know what? Uh, after, I actually am really invested in Aleister Black. So once they showed him in the room again, I was like, I can leave now. I can I can go. I don't have to watch the rest of this. This is, this is okay. But I think you are going to have people turning in and tuning in and wanting to see, like, okay, what are the changes? How are they morphing things? And so they really have to, like, deliver on that. And whether that's slowly building up or, like, having something completely and totally different. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people have said a lot of the things that they would like to see, like and even to go back to our conversation earlier, if they build up the tag division, that'll get people watching. If they change the set, that, that'll probably get people watching. They don't necessarily have to have like all the curse words and stuff, but we'll see. Like maybe the, for them, that's an, a short term good thing that they can do as they work on building up these other things because those things take time. So I think it's having to give them some breathing room and also like... uh not giving up immediately, which is sometimes I think, because, you know, like, you see all sorts of crazy stuff on the internet. It's like, oh, that wasn't good. And, you know, the bishop was like, he hasn't even started yet. Like, so it's, you know, and, but the, the thing is, is like, uh, you know, if you're a casual viewer, you don't know any of that. You have no idea who runs this thing or does any of this. You just, you tune in and you watch, you know, like when I've gone the house shows, like the people there, you have your super fans and, and then you have the people who are like, yeah, my kid really likes this. I'm bringing them, you know, um, or I, I don't know anything about this. Or, or then they're surprised that you're there because they're like, you you actually watch this? You know what's going on? And you're like, like way too much. You, I don't even want to tell you how much I actually know. Like, oh. So those people will turn in and if they tune in and they, they like what they see and stuff like that. They don't have all the background and they're going to be fine. But for the super fans and the stuff like that, I, I think they have to. And, and I think the, the one thing that they have to do, which is so annoying to me is Vince using the wrestlers as mouthpieces to like like to say what he really wants to say to the WWE universe like like with Sammy and stuff like that like he's amazing he could like deliver anything like you know promo wise or whatever but like you know his like you know turning on the the fans and stuff I was just like you know 
don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like <laughs> you really want to get all these people on side. Like don't, don't do that. Like even that stuff, I, there's just still a, a, a tiny, tiny percentage of my brain is like, yes, I know that was him, but a lot of that, those phrasings and stuff like that, 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 that sounds like Vince. And I'm just like, I just feel like any other way that they can kind of jab at people, like don't jab at people for complaining and stuff. Like just work on creating the best product that you can. And then you won't have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the uh, the Seth Rollins stuff was just misjudged a lot, but thankfully he came out this week and apologized, which I think was also good. Like we're, we can all make mistakes, but yeah, you you got to make sure that you uh, you you back it up. And, uh, you know, talking about money and stuff like that. But, hey, he came out and apologized. Will Ospreay accepted his apology. I got no problem with Seth Rollins coming out and defending WWE and thinking that, you know, he's the he's the best and that WWE is the best. He should think that. That's yeah, his no, that's company. Your job. That's the, the guy. Yeah. The one thing I will say that bothered me about the apology is I was like, ain't no good going to come to you till you apologize to Moxley. Because he basically said, like, oh, he couldn't cut it. So he took his ball and he went away. And I was like, I don't think that's true. Like, I, I really, and maybe that's his opinion. So he feels like he doesn't have to apologize for that. But I feel like, like, I don't know. To me, that's that kind of Vince speak and stuff like that. And you've seen that that kind of talk, like even within the shows with some of the wrestlers, or even like you know, uh, uh, oh my gosh, uh, AJ talking to Gallows and Anderson, just being like, "Oh, you guys are not cutting it. You're not doing it." Like as if to say, like that's the reason why you know you guys don't have anything. And I, I just feel like that's a disservice to someone who he worked with closely for a long time and was was giving his best. I, I do believe that all of them are doing their best, right? Um, and so, like, lift up those people in that way. For him to say that about, I don't know, that still rankles with me. No, no, I agree. Because, I mean, the, the, I'll say the problem with WWE, I get it. It's a, it's a company mentality. But they obviously look at it like he left us screw him right screw him, and, yeah but, I but guess, the thing I, is I, I guess what i'm saying is like that's true and i maybe there's so only so much like maybe seth could say as seth the top guy and spokesperson and company person versus seth the person who probably traveled on the road with i don't know how close they really were but you know i don't know i just think from like human being to human being colleague to colleague like i don't think you should like you know, put them down. But I do understand. It's like they left the company, so it's like they're dead to you. We scratched his his photo out of the family album. Basically, <laughs> yeah, cuts you know? it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I I think the problem I had with this well, the problem's not the right word, but the 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 shock I had with this one was just he left in the perfectly the right way. He really just left his job, and I know that. Yeah, I know that there's a weird stigma in pro wrestling where this kind of stuff happens, but people are allowed to leave their jobs. You know, if he's not happy, it doesn't mean that you're wrong and he's right. It just means that's what he wanted to do at the time. So, you know, he, he, you know, he dropped his ball, took his ball and went home. You're like, no, he didn't. No, like, he, didn't. he just did. It's just their stories, their, their continued story, and, and they diverge in different directions. And who knows, down the road he may come back. Who knows, like, if things are different. But you, the thing that, that really got me in listening to the Moxley interview was like he was mentally like depressed he was having physical symptoms of like the dealing with that situation and it being toxic for him so it was time for him to leave and I'm with you like he did that in the most professional manner possible right you know he he did all this stuff he he put people over he was you know willing to do the stuff with naya before the sponsors were like no we don't want to see that 
Like he he did everything. He he waited out his time. He did all the the weird victory laps they wanted him to do. Like you know, um, he he did everything. I think it's spiteful on their end because it's kind of like we can't suck any more money out of the shield now. Like that you know because that was also their little safety net. It's like oh things are going bad. Let's reform the shield. Like and they can't. So <laughs> in that way, for for them to maybe not think that like Dean Ambrose was like worth something to them as anything more than like a comedy like you know wrestler or whatever it was like he actually did leverage what i don't i don't think this was like on purpose but he actually managed to leverage what power he had because by leaving he denies them the ability to bring the shield back and that's like it's kind of amazing like there, there was that table of, uh table of three or whatever with them and they were like oh we're all beyonce and i was like oh no you're not all beyonce and destiny's child vince thinks roman is beyonce <laughs> and like, and like <laughs> you know like, and like maybe seth is kelly Rollins, and like i like i don't know like like that's and and i think that's that's part of it i think that was part of it as well it was like you know there was an an opportunity. Seth's actually been able to carve himself an identity out of that and away from that and away from Roman, which is really nice. Um, but they didn't do the same for him. And so I think that, like you say, you're unhappy with your job. It's making you not, you know, feel well, then you need to really take care of yourself and see what other opportunities are there, you know? But that's actually, it's, it's weird. It's good for WWE as well. They can't rely on another Shield reunion. They're going to have to, like, come up and do something else. Which is the other thing I don't understand, because since the Shield were so popular and they made so much money off of them, why they don't reform some more stables? Like, I would love to see them kind of do, like, a New Japan thing where you have, like, these stables where oh, they, absolutely. they might not necessarily be, like, together all the time in, like, a four-person you know, tag team match all the, the time, like, as a stable. But the stables exist, and people are have an affiliation to one of them or not. But, you know, that could be fun too. Like, how do you recruit these people to, to come over here versus over there? Or like, you know, this is the heel stable. And so like, you know, these people have their back and these people, like there's so much great things and fun things they could do with that. Like, I would love to see that. And then they could make a ton of money if they, they hit the right, you know, like uh, combination of stuff. So, Well, I quite like the idea. Like, uh, there was that... Um... That tease on main event a couple of weeks ago, whenever the hell it was, for that uh, they put Cesaro, Bobby Roode, and EC3 together. They had a stupid name like Main Event Muscle Men, or at least I think that's what um, that's what Renee Young called them. But I genuinely think if you do that right, maybe not call them Main Event Muscle Men, but you know, take a bunch of guys that aren't doing anything, don't League of Nation them, actually come up with a yeah, really no. good idea, a really good gimmick that benefits them, puts them in front of the camera. You know, you again, like we talked about Andrade and Zelina Vega, uses them to become more than they are separately so we can forget about all the nonsense that we saw before. You know, there's something in that. That's why I like the three-way championship in uh, in New Japan, because it gives those guys something to fight for when really you can't get them on a card individually. And I want to see more of EC3. I want to see more of Bobby Roode. I definitely want to see more of Cesaro. So there's no reason not to do that. There's Rusev, there's Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, there's so many names that, you know, Cedric. You could put Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy as a tag team. I don't think they would work necessarily as well as they do singular. But if you're not going to do that, there's two guys right there. They've come from 205 Live. They've, uh, you know, they, they work in a similar way, kind of. They have potential there, and yet we don't do it. But no, the return of the state... Look, if we want to turn the clock back and look backwards, Attitude Era and when Nitro was banging, everybody had stables. You know, NWO, yeah. uh, DX... 
Yeah, the Disciples of Apocalypse, Nation of Domination. That's just four off the top of my head. There were loads. And if you think they worked then and you're trying to pull more, that is actually something you could pull out from then that I'd want to see come back. I think that actually would be a benefit. And I think if they want a younger audience, I think younger people would be interested in that, right? Because if you think about, like, you know, teenagers and stuff, you want to feel like you belong to something. And so, like, you know, having this table where these people are together and they belong, like, I don't know. I think that that could work, you know. I, I know that they say that, like, Vince doesn't like stable so they don't have them but it's just like they need to do different stuff and and maybe that's a way that they differentiate themselves from AEW as well like you know having that setup but you can still do the single stuff and like you said it gets other people on tv and 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 you know there's lots of opportunities for storylines uh and you know it's it's just it's just kind of a shame that they have so many good people who have basically you know are like pictures on a milk carton now like rusev nakamura but i forgot about bobby Roode. i forgot he even existed until you just said it i was like oh yeah him? he's like, great he's great he's got to do oh, his mustache man. as well he's not robert Roode anymore he's now he's back to bobby Roode. he's got uh his mustache is uh his mustache is gone yeah that, that's the other thing too is like if you're gonna have people do like gimmicks or, or change things like that give them the opportunity give them more time or you know what I mean to to see whether things work or let them fine tune stuff. It just seems like it's like we try this for one week. Okay, now I'll just go back to this the next week. Like, you know, I don't I don't know. It, it's funny. It's like they have all the stuff there to to do amazing things. It's just they have to be allowed to do it. The the other thing that I w- I would love to say this is a total aside. Just from that, like just thinking about all the the, the things that they have in their arsenal is when they go to Fox. They should bring back Talking Smack. I don't care if it's like a the segment in the <laughs> middle or something. I don't know what how they could do it, but I want I want that that I want Talking Smack back. I, I feel like that was so good and it allowed people to develop like even though it was like not in the ring or or like on the show like to develop characters and it got you interested in people and and stuff like that. I think they need something like that as well. Like that would be really cool. Maybe it's like a couple of segments or something on the actual well, SmackDown show or I don't know. They should bring that back. Apparently they're going to have some kind of behind the ste- uh, behind the scenes show on FS1. That's the rumor. That's oh, the rumor. Okay. That, I mean, I, I don't know whether it's going to be like talking smack or whether it's going to be more serious. I don't know. I, I don't know. But uh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor that we that we may get that. So we shall. We'll find out. We'll find out. But uh, I would like that too. Smack, talking smack just brought a lot of fun, even when there wasn't necessarily fun. Uh, to be had from the show, if they had a bad show. They made their fun out of it, and I think. Oh yeah, you were saying just, like just... I, I can't wait to see Talking Smack just to see like who's gonna... to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, what's the oh, Mr. Daniel Bryan gonna do? You made your own stories. Yeah, you exactly. made your own stories. Exactly. So yeah, we well look. We're not that far away. It's July the fourth, so we are literally what we got July, uh, August. Three months today. Three months today when SmackDown moves to Fox. So yeah, the countdown is on. Get ready for your Friday nights, hopefully, to be turned upside down as WWE actually smashes it. We will find out. All right, okay. And I so want go them on, to Anna. do well. I, I, I want them to do well. Also, you know, <laughs> I don't know if people know this, but like Fox has a tendency, like if you don't get good ratings out of the boat, like they're, they're you know, at the, the gate, you're 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 gone. So like I I I want this to do well for them so that 
you know, it, it continues on because, you know, the, the list of things that Fox has canceled, like, you know, one week or like two weeks. It's like, oh, my God. So but I think there's going to be tons of people watching. And and, you know, there's other thing, too. Like if there are people who are watching AEW, like it's not like you're only going to watch one or the other. Like, I think, you know, you, there's going to be people watching both. Maybe, you know, people who are brought on to the watching, you know, the product that way will meander over to the WWE stuff and vice versa. But it's all good. And they should. Yeah, they should. Go watch everything. Go watch Impact. Impact's really good right now. Yeah, Nobody watches it. because they're going to be on Access. And I was like, yeah. that's great. So, like, I, 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 I have Access. And I've actually been watching... Um, they so you know they they have like all the new japan stuff on friday nights and they're actually going to show the g1 live on saturday i was like this um, is amazing. how good is that see so, see it's a good time so like you know they put impact on like you could have all of that like on like you know you have it all on one night like this whole they have like a fight night or whatever like on friday so like that could be like perfect impact you got your you know new japan pro wrestling they show the women of wrestling on there as well so yeah, like, yeah, yeah the yeah. whole the whole thing Exactly. We're all getting that. By the end of the year, you should have access to all your favorite pro wrestling shows. Enjoy it. And guess what? If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. There'll 100% be something else you can tune into. Easy as that. Simple as that. And on that positive note, Anaya, I, I will leave it there with you because I like ending on a positive note. I want to thank you again, not only for coming on, but always just being such a nice person to talk to. Oh, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. You, you, well. you have lovely opinions and you're always positive. And I'm just like, yes, this is how all wrestling should be. If only all wrestling was licensed, it would be a lot better. <laughs> Well, it's my pleasure talking to you as always. Well, I appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Again, if you want to come on the podcast, you can. Check out patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Simon Report Rules. Or you can search for Simon Miller. Give me a subscribe. I'd appreciate it. Uh, Like um, me, I'll follow wherever it's called these days on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Wrestling merchandise, simonmiller.bigcartel.com. And also, if you're in the area this weekend, if you're in the Buckinghamshire, Berkshire area, you'd like to come see me wrestle, I am. I'm wrestling for New Force Wrestling. Going to go in there, make my debut, kick some ass. Finally, resting down south. I've got a bunch more dates coming up. Again, keep an eye on my Twitter. But in the meantime, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast too. If you don't, you're listening on Apple Podcasts or whatever. But I will talk to you again very soon.